Welcome to the Here at Haas podcast. I'm your host, Ray Guan, and today we're joined by Anna Alanis, a full-time MBA student of the class of 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thanks for having me, Ray. So why don't you just first tell us about your background and what brought you to Haas? Sure. So most of my background is in tech. I actually have an undergrad in marketing from the University of Arizona. And I graduated and I went to this company called Law Logics, and it's legal immigration case management software. And it's about as interesting as it sounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I started as a sales associate there. So I worked mostly with law firms, nonprofits, and large corporations that did internal immigration services. Enjoyed it, learned a lot about sales, a lot about marketing because it was a small company. Um, and eventually moved to the Bay Area. A lot of our clients were here. I wanted to move out of Arizona. So started there, but just realized that I really didn't want to stay in legal. Like it wasn't, you know, something I was too passionate about. Wanted to switch back into marketing. So I moved to PR Newswire, which is a provider of different PR, marketing, and earned media tools. Also in a sales capacity. So I started off as a new business development director there. Um, and I was basically bringing on onboard accounts in the Bay Area. So it was cool because it was a lot of face-to-face interaction, something that I miss now, especially. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, worked there, worked mostly with like communications and PR and marketing teams. So got to do a lot of cool projects, but just quickly realized that for like my career progression, it was kind of either go into sales leadership or it was really mm-hmm. hard for me to transition out. So that's when I decided to go back to business school. Uh, So started studying for the GMAT and around that time I got laid off. And so I had about a year and a half-ish before ideally starting. So Mm -hmm. I decided to go to a startup that just because I'd been in the Bay Area for so long and everyone talks about startups. And so went to a company called Imagix that does image optimization and compression technology and worked with a lot of like e-commerce and media companies there to help them uh, optimize their websites and just kind of solidified that I still wanted to go back to school. So cool job. It was great, you know, short hours, which was great because I was doing interviews and like looking at schools. So it worked out really well. Then told them somewhere around middle of the summer, worked with them for a couple more months and then started at Haas last fall. Yeah. And that is a large variety of jobs. I think you cover the gamut from sales of legal services for immigrants to business development for a PR firm to, uh, I think, back to sales a couple of times. Would it be safe to say that you came into Haas as an explorer trying to find your North Star? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of had a rough idea. Of course, I remember writing my essays and everyone said, don't say you're an explorer, have a path. And then if you don't Mm -hmm. take it, it doesn't matter. Um, So I had that kind of path, but I really did come in wanting to be an explorer and like sat in on all types of company presentations to give you an idea of how much of an explorer I am. Like I ended up going to a McKinsey event in New York because I was like, well, Mm. I'll I'll take a look at consulting. So that sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was fully paid. So that was part a big part of me going. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. And I think we actually met at an IBD conference the mm -hmm. first time, but I remember seeing you at that as well as some of the treks including one which I actually want to ask you about is Clorox. We were there on behalf of the Haas Marketing Club. And I believe now you are actually the co-president of the Marketing Club. So 
I want to kind of transition and ask you about your involvement with student leadership here at Haas and with HMC. Yeah. Like you said, like I was kind of looking for my North Star, but I had an idea that I wanted to get into marketing. So although I was looking at other things, I was focusing a lot on marketing. And as I started meeting with CMG, I met with Doug Massa and Wendy Pratt, and they both kind of asked me, you know, are you interested in brand management and CPG? And for me, it was like, I have no idea what that is. So I started exploring that. And that's why I went to that Clorox trek last year. Really liked it. And, you know, just a couple months in, I figured I did want to do something else in marketing. I wasn't sure exactly what yet. And that's mm-hmm. when um, I joined Marketing Club and then started looking at the opportunities, started going to a lot of the cool company events that they did and was like, you know what? I, I think because I want to focus in on marketing and my background isn't necessarily traditional marketing, I think it'd mm-hmm. be good to be co-president so that I'm leading a lot of these initiatives and talking to a lot of people and helping people to decide what kind of careers they want to do. So yeah, Chris Chung and I ran for co-presidents of the marketing club and we've been running the club since I think January of this year. Right. Like this uh, academic year, (laughs) we've gotten only maybe two months of normalcy and Mm -hmm. then the rest of shelter in place. We've got Um, one happy hour in person. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I want to ask you about the club specifically. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what the purpose of HMC is and what students, uh, at least prior to shelter in place, got together for? Yeah. So HMC is meant for any students who are interested in marketing or exploring marketing as a career. And that is not not just in CPG or tech, but it's in a broad range. Obviously, we focus a little more on CPG and on tech marketing Uh, But we are also looking at, you know, like luxury marketing and we try to bring in speakers that work in different facets, you know, like earned media. We also have a lot of different company events, the company sponsors that we put together that help students that even if they're not interested in marketing to just kind of understand marketing a little more and also like workshops that will help them professionally. So like a perfect example of one is Danone does one and we'll be doing it again this year that's called storytelling with through data. I mean, it's a little more positioned towards brand managers when they have, you know, certain reports and data, how to tell that story to their manager, but it's really, it can be taken for any profession where you have data and you have to tell your manager a story. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the stuff that marketing club does, we try to do a blend of things that we think will be helpful for most students. And then a lot of events that are just specific to those who are interested in marketing. Right. One thing I want to go back on that you mentioned earlier is that there's kind of a wide variety of jobs within marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think traditional marketing is, you know, maybe one thing. For example, I'm thinking of the series Mad Men, Mm -hmm. where you have Don Draper, you know, that's kind of your advertising, traditional marketing. And now in this 21st century we live in with lots of data available, you have maybe like marketing analytics jobs where Mm -hmm. you have to kind of translate uh, what you're seeing, you know, especially tech companies with data on like digital users, for example, translate those into insights. Are most companies that come to Haas to recruit looking to fill those jobs that are maybe more data oriented than traditional marketing oriented? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like from my experience, from what I've seen, companies more and more are moving towards data analytics involved in marketing, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
marketing was, I feel a couple of years ago, kind of seen like the Don Draper, like, oh, they all just sit around and not <laughs> ideas around, right? And I sure. think that's a part of marketing, but mm -hmm. the more roles I look at and the more, you know, I spoke with a lot of my classmates who did PMM, product marketing manager roles in tech, mm -hmm. a lot of them, it was pretty data analytic heavy. For me at, in brand management, there was definitely a portion of data analytics. And mm -hmm. it's like, I, I think it becomes a more and more important skill. And I always tell people not to scare them away because you're not going to be the data scientist on the team, right? Like that is a completely right. different skill set that companies are looking for. And most companies do have someone that does that. But the ability to interpret data is getting more mm -hmm. and more important. So like when that data scientist does give you some results on a study, a survey, whatever, you have to be able to interpret them and make business decisions on them. Right. And then maybe they speak their language a little bit and have a higher level understanding of, you know, what does standard deviation mean? Right. Exactly. Like how, what I want to ask next is tell us about some of the events for HMC. Yeah. So we actually have four upcoming events this semester that we are doing with different companies. The first one is with Premier Nutrition, and they are the makers of the Power Bar. They're an Emeryville-based company, and they're going to do a brand management 101. So Premier Nutrition will be here on September 23rd. The next event that we're planning on doing, and these are a little more tentative on dates, in early October, we will be doing that storytelling through data that I mentioned with Danone. It's slated for early October, and as soon as we have the dates, we'll send it out. Mm -hmm. Also, towards the end of October after Career Week, we'll be doing a PL statement reading type of workshop with Dryer's Ice Cream, formerly a Nestle company. For those first years who will be looking at CPG internship opportunities, we're actually going to have a casing workshop that we're going to run internally, uh, where we you know help all the first years with the types of casing questions that CPG tends to do. So that is slated for about first week of November. And then in the following two weeks, we will actually have a company, the wine group. They're going to come do a casing workshop as well. So they're going to help further help students that are looking with like the types of questions they ask and what they look for in answers. So those are mm -hmm. the ones that we absolutely have on the calendar. And we're just, we're talking to the companies already and we're just solidifying dates. We will probably be doing an internal casing for second years that are looking for full-time roles just because the recruitment cycle is a little bit earlier. Right. And yeah, and then for career week, we have a full set of activities on that Wednesday, which I believe is October 21st. We're going to have a couple of panels and that right now what we're planning is brand management, product marketing manager in tech, and then all other types of marketing. We're talking to someone who works for like a high-end fashion brand in marketing, works as a designer. So kind of to get a little more information on roles that are outside of like your more traditional, like tech focused and brand management focused. And then for Trex, we're figuring that out because obviously we can't go in person and most of these offices are closed. So we're trying to figure out if we do something mm. like just chatting with alum that, that work at these companies. And obviously, as soon as we can meet in person, we do want to do more of uh, like happy hours. We've done a couple of Zoom happy hours, but most people tend mm -hmm. to be Zoomed out. So I think <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're month six now, or actually almost 
month seven, soon to be month seven into this shelter in place. So yeah, I would say there's a finite amount of Zoom meetings or capacity that one has per week or per, per day yeah. even. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think the treks, I would agree that those are very valuable mm -hmm. in terms of just, you know, getting insight into a company's operations, like, you know, what is the environment, understanding the employees. I think it's invaluable in terms of like mm -hmm. the amount of information that you can gather from like a company's culture to its day-to-day -day operations. Um, and that's actually where you and I met at uh, Clorox as well last year. And I know you actually went there and did an internship as mm -hmm. a brand manager at Clorox. Tell us about your time there and what you learned. I did a brand management internship at Clorox this summer, and I was actually on the cleaning wipes team. So you can imagine a lot of stuff going on with COVID. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it was really interesting. It's a great culture. I think going back to what you said, I remember going there and, you know, it just seemed very relaxed. Everyone was very helpful. A lot of Haas alums. So it feels a lot like the Haas community as well, their corporate culture. I worked with a team of, I think the total brand team for the wipes was about six of us. Three of us were Haasies. The way that Clorox sets it up, which I think really helps set you up for success is you get assigned a mentor from day one and they're kind of your go-to day-to-day person. So mm -hmm. especially those first couple of weeks where I was sitting in on meetings and had no idea what was going on or what acronym <laughs> they were using that week to mm -hmm. just have someone to help. Because I was sitting in on a lot of meetings, but I also had like my own projects that I was working on throughout the summer. Uh, I enjoyed it more than other other roles where it's like, oh, you do a week of onboarding and training and sometimes the stuff isn't really relevant. So I, I like that style of the program, especially being remote, thought it was going to be way worse and it felt more normal than I thought. <laughs> I've heard you kind of emphasize the mentor led aspect of it. So it sounds like having someone there, uh, especially someone that's a Haas alum, but even just having a mentor in general as an intern is huge Yeah, um, because uh, a lot of times there's a whole bunch of acronyms. <laughs> and so you, you, it's almost a foreign language at first. And so it's nice to have someone to give you that kind of one-on-one -on -one attention and feedback to kind of help you grow into the role. Yeah. Okay. I want to take a step back and ask you, how did you become interested in brand management? Yeah. So I became interested in brand management, honestly, through company and event exploration. Like I mentioned earlier, like I really didn't know what brand management was and speaking to people at CMG, that's when I started to explore it. So I, I had spoken to a couple of people and it was like the, the cliche is, oh, well, if you're a brand manager, you're like the CEO of your own product. Right. So I wanted mm -hmm. to explore that more. So I like talked to a bunch of alum. Wendy Pratt helped connect me with people. So did Doug. And mm -hmm. so I just started asking people, you know, like, I want to understand what your day-to-day is like, what are the tasks that typically a brand manager deals with? And the more I heard about it, it just seemed way more diverse of a, of a role than what I was finding in tech marketing roles. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of started looking at that. And then, you know, we did that Clorox uh, trek to get a little more information. And then when I started seeing how the deadlines were working for, for internship interviews, it worked out really well because CPG was first. So I already thought I wanted to go CPG heavy anyway. And I figured yeah. okay, I'll focus on this. And worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, I can re still recruit for tech with plenty of time. 
So mm -hmm. that's pretty much, I think it was just a lot of exploration into a industry and a role that I had no idea existed and just talking to people and, you know, it's easy yeah. enough to like look up people on LinkedIn and ask for a coffee chat. Most Hossies um, oh, yeah. are really nice and, you know, respond to that. So it was just easy and it just seemed like the right role for me, especially with like the skills that I felt strong with coming into business school. It seemed mm -hmm. to me like they transferred well and it was kind of the parts I liked about sales and eliminated the actual sales number. <laughs> right. I mean, you're living up to your self-proclaimed like explorer status coming into Haas, right? Like a lot <laughs> yeah. of us. So, all right. I want to ask you about, because uh, you mentioned, right, the, the Clorox team. <laughs> Is there like an interesting insight or two that you can lend us about like wet wipes and how it relates to COVID and what you learned in the last three months over the summer? Yeah, I learned a lot about what, you know, what it means to clean honestly so <laughs> the clean wipes what they do is obviously they clean but what does that mean if you pick up a bucket of wipes anywhere they have all these claims on them right like kills germs kills viruses kills bacteria all those are different um what we called kill claims and they're sure. all regulated by the epa so for example for a wipe to say it kills 99.9 percent .9 of viruses mm -hmm. that has to be approved by the epa so that was an interesting thing when I was working on a couple of my projects because not all wipes kill viruses. And so that is mm. super important during COVID, right? Since COVID's a virus. So if something says, for example, sanitizes and not disinfects, that does not kill COVID. Oh, okay. Podcast, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. So, and these claims probably have to be like scientifically tested. Mm -hmm. Right. They have to just run through trials and mm -hmm. be approved by, I think you said the EPA. Yeah. So what we want on our wet wipes is to say disinfects, not sanitizes. Yeah. On cleaning wipes, you want them to say disinfects. And also wet wipes are completely different. Those are like the hand oh. that you use. Oh, OK. Only, yeah. I believe those only sanitize because you use them on your hands. Those right. Of, wow. But, okay. I didn't even know that. That's really fascinating because I, I think I actually buy cleaning wipes because they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're bigger um, versus wet wipes. So you need to check those because I think usually for things to be antibacterial, that's like safe on skin and hands. So those are mm -hmm. like the wet wipes that are for hands. And mm -hmm. then if it's wet wipes that are for surfaces, then they should say that they disinfect. Got it. Got it. So, okay. Yeah, I definitely went down the rabbit hole on that and did a lot of research yeah. in the cleaning materials. And, you know, it was funny because I would go to a Safeway and the first thing I'd go do mm -hmm. is like check the cleaning aisle and like <laughs> on the shelf. And that was just not something I'd never even considered before. Right. Right. No, I think once you get some more industry insight, uh, no matter kind of what industry it is, you start kind of paying attention to all these things that you didn't consider before, like all these, what used to be blind spots. Mm -hmm. Now you just like suddenly like come to light. Yeah. Um, I want to now ask you, you know, you're in your second year of mm -hmm. the full-time program. What electives are you taking and what are your future plans? Yeah. So this semester I figured I'd go marketing heavy now that we don't have any of the you know classes we have to take. So I'm actually mm -hmm. taking marketing research, marketing strategy, corporate launchpad, which is kind of like corporate innovation um, and power in politics right now. And then mm -hmm. I switch over to designing financial models at work in fall mm -hmm. B. So it sounds very marketing heavy. It seems like this mm -hmm. is kind of 
definitely you found your niche or your area of focus. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and looking back on your previous classes that you've had in your year plus, what are some favorite or some recommendations that you have for those choosing electives? I would definitely recommend strategic brand management with Bill Pierce. If you have any interest in CPG or even marketing, he made it such an interesting class. And I felt he's one of the professors I've had that has the most experience in what he's talking about. So like when, mm -hmm. you know, he would talk about a certain concept in the class, he could say, you know, when I was CMO of Taco Bell, this is how it came mm -hmm. into play. So I felt like mm -hmm. it really solidified a lot of what we were talking about. And it helped make sense, right? It's not like some topic that's obscure and you just mm. case on it. It's like, okay, this is how actual real world people in marketing have done this before. So uh, that right. class I would definitely recommend. Yeah, IBD was great, but we unfortunately <laughs> didn't get to travel. So uh, I know travel, I definitely recommend it. No, and that's no, that's funny because and going back to the first class with strategic brand management. I think Haas in general does a good job of giving applications to illustrate examples of theoretical concepts that are in play in the real world. So cool. All right, let's do the lightning round. So we talked pre-show and you mentioned that you're from Mexico. So I wanted to ask you, what's the thing that you miss most? The food. The food. Yeah. <laughs> and can you t please tell people that, you know, like Mexican food, like street food, tacos, they don't have cheese. <laughs> they do not have cheese. Yeah. The, the tortilla is not a hard tortilla either. And there's mm -hmm. no sour cream. That's more of a, of a Tex-Mex <laughs> thing. Yeah. All those are Americanized. Exactly. Yeah. Tex-Mex. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do you have a book or podcast recommendation for our listeners? So I actually just started a series of podcasts and I've been jumping around. It's CMO Talks, I believe. Let me double check the name. But it's basically, sure. it's the prior SVP of, I believe, one of the large CPGs. And he just interviews the CMOs of different companies. The CMO Podcast is what it's called, actually, with Jim Stengel, who was the CMO of Procter & Gamble. He interviews people from all types of different industries and, you know, they're pretty short. I've been listening to that recently and I think it's just really interesting. And especially if I see a company that I like, I've been just trying to download those and listen to those. Yeah. And then obviously I have to ask you this, having worked at Clorox and kind of seeing the full gamut of cleaning products, which one is your favorite? And you don't even have to pick up Clorox brand. <laughs> I think I'm biased, but I still think that cleaning wipes are my favorite. They're convenient. They are uh, just easy to use. They do the job and they are supposed to all be compostable by 2025. So sustainability front, they will be way more sustainable moving forward. Yeah. And then next question, what's your favorite defining leadership principle? I have to say question the status quo. Given my personality, I tend to question a lot of things. You can probably ask uh, people <laughs> at Haas. <laughs> uh -huh. I think that one is the one that always has resonated more with me. And that I, I do feel like at Haas is like a very, it is very accepted and I feel like I, I tend to do better in situations where that, where you can question the status quo. Mm -hmm. You have some more open-minded thinking. Yeah. Okay. What is, 
What is one thing you're looking forward to the most post shelter in place? Traveling again. I have, you know, a couple of trips that were put on hold. So I think being able to to travel again and I'll travel with way more appreciation than I used to anyway. Um, So, you know, it's kind of the the good with the bad. This situation is, it is what it is, but it'll make us be more appreciative of everything else that we can do later on. So. Right. For sure. More uh, gratitude, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then last, I want to wrap this interview with a question for listeners who may be either applying or prospective students which is, you know, what advice do you have for students who are applying to the MBA after your kind of first year through the program? I would say for the application itself, you know, have your story ready, what you want to do, but don't tie yourself to that story. Like when you come into Haas, be willing to see other things. Cause I think everyone has seen industries they never heard of roles they had never heard of. So I think it's, come in with an open mind and also come in knowing that we all can't come in with different strengths, right? Like we all have different strengths and we all work together. And that's one big thing with Haas that we're big on teamwork. So Mm -hmm. as you're applying, like I would say, you know, think of what your strong suits are, think of what you want to work on, but don't worry too much about what you need to work on because you will have classmates who can help you with all of that. Right. So it sounds like be open-minded, be vulnerable and be true to yourself so you can kind of find that North Star. um, They'll point you in the right direction. Very nice. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want me to ask you that I haven't yet? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I think that would be an interesting thing with Clorox is like one of the coolest themes that we had or whatever was that Chromio released a song called Clorox White on their own. (laughs) No way. Okay. Yeah, I recommend that. So they actually released a whole album about quarantine while in quarantine. And one of them is Clorox Wipe. And it's like, it's actually a pretty good song. So that was a fun project to work on while I was there because it was like, we got the yeah. song and it's like, what do we do with it? You know, because they, they did it on their own. So it's mm-hmm. like free marketing, but that was a, a fun, like COVID relevant project that, you know, was interesting to talk about for like a week at work. <laughs> yeah. And we'll link the song on the show notes to like a YouTube video. Yeah, it's so funny. I think my last week there was our sales and marketing conference. And they actually played, I mean, via Zoom, but they played the song for us. It was it was fun to do get a performance. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's I think especially these days, right? It's like kind of like the little moments that count. Mm-hmm. We may not all be in person, but, you know, enjoying uh, a video or sometimes, you know, we've seen people enjoy like movies, right? Over yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Anna. No, thank you for having me. This was great. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Here Haas. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and fellow Haasie. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. For more Haas podcasts, check out our interviews with alumni on One Haas and the One Haas Undergraduate Podcast. I'm Ray Guan, and we'll see you next time here at Haas.